Hello, and welcome to the half Hello! Hecklers. That was very loud. Episode 112. <laughs> so, the one you can see is back with us today, much to my great chagrin, because he is very loud chagrin. and obnoxious. Chagrin. I know. He was saying that, that my so voice shocked. was grating, but you have no idea. <laughs> blaring in my ears constantly, it's too mm -hmm. much. Mm-hmm. Like I, I figured, bang. like you almost fell asleep on Tuesday. I figured I want to keep you awake today. You know, I'd be like, "Hey, <laughs> what's up, man?" Yeah, you were. You were like well, yawning so. I was, I was so like, oh, tired on Tuesday because, like, we yeah, yeah. staff had an appointment that we didn't know about until the night before. Okay, because she like read her email, and I'm like, "Oh, I have a dentist appointment at seven a.m. tomorrow morning," and I'm like, "It's midnight." Oh, jeez. <laughs> and we have to like. Try and contact your mom to get her to pick you up at 6.30 in the morning. And it was a rough sleep, and I was just like... <sighs> so Sounds I was, I was well, tired I'm glad, on Tuesday. I'm glad you got through it. So yeah, I will give through. you kudos for like powering through it, so good job. Out <laughs> <laughs> my chest. Out my chest. Pump it out. Very, very manly. But let's get very down to talking about everything we're going on about today. So Tuesday's episode... No introduction. Brutal. I did. Even, I, I, even every month. It's not technically an introduction. You just acknowledged. Like, I, I just acknowledge your presence. So hi, everybody. I'm Danny. How's it going? Good to see you. I'm doing well. Let's get into it now. I am going to find <laughs> you and hurt you. <laughs> I'll, be there. You're, I'll be at your house tomorrow, so you can just do it then. That's true. That's true. I'd like, I like to make it easier for you. Yeah. I won't have to hunt mm -hmm. you down. I'll just have to skin you alive. No. Yeah, sounds lovely. <laughs> <laughs> so yes, as Tuesday, Tuesday was mainly about coronavirus and stuff in that regard. Today is about the vaccine and a few of the stories aside, but it's primarily about the vaccine. We're going to have a deep dive in a couple different big issues and two different, two heavy. very major stories about all of that. And two, we're going to have a couple myths that we're going to try and bust today. So it's going to be fun. But jumping right in, before we get into the vaccine, let's talk about Rand Paul and Dr. Fauci, because that's just such a fun subject. For the win! <laughs> I know, Rand Paul says Fauci Rand will be... He's a freaking hero. Oh, he's like, such a hero. So great. He oh. says Fauci will be the subject of a criminal referral letter to Justice Department. Oh, yes, yes, yes. So Rand Paul says he's <laughs> pl he plans to send a letter to the Justice Department regarding a criminal referral focused on Dr. Anthony Fauci. The Kentucky Republican insists mm -hmm. Fauci who is President Joe Biden's chief medical advisor, lied to Congress about the National Institute of Health funding gain-of-function research at a lab in Wuhan, China, the place where COVID-19 cases were first reported in 2019. News host Sean Hannity and Paul began his latest exchange with Fauci, or he said he began his latest exchange with Fauci during a hearing on Tuesday by noting that under federal law, lying to Congress is a crime that is punishable with up to five years in prison. Asked if he believed Fauci lied and broke the law, Paul responded in the affirmative. I'll be sending a letter to the Department of Justice asking for a criminal referral because he has lied to Congress. And let's let's watch oh, a bit so... of let's watch a bit of the discussion oh, between so Rand good. Paul and Dr. Fauci. Because Rand Paul defines gain of function and then Dr. Fauci's like, Well, we did it, but I don't consider <laughs> it to be gain of function. Yeah. Yeah, so this is where I wish I had, like, a big bag of popcorn and maybe, like, a drink so I could literally spit out at the moment when, like, you know, like, the good stuff happens. Like, yeah. like that. Like, mm -hmm. so good. Yeah. Like, Rand yeah, Paul, down, Rand Paul and Ted Cruz, when it comes to, like, Senate hearings, oh, straight fire. Oh, I still so remember good, when so Ted Cruz went after 
um oh what's his name the guy from from jack dorsey he's like who the hell elected you and i'm like who elected you to be in charge like whoa dang son teddy you rock let's (laughs) jump right into this because it's gonna be a fun discussion and as you are aware it is a crime to lie to congress section 1001 of the u.s criminal code creates a felony and a five-year penalty for lying to Congress. On your last trip to our committee on May 11th, you stated that the NIH has not ever and does not now fund gain-of-function research in the Wuhan Institute of Virology. And yet, gain-of-function research was done entirely in the Wuhan Institute by Dr. Xi and was funded by the NIH. I'd like to ask unanimous consent to insert into the record the Wuhan virology paper entitled Discovery of a Rich Gene Pool of Bat SARS-Related Coronaviruses. Please deliver a copy of the journal article to Dr. Fauci. In this paper, Dr. Xi credits the NIH and lists the actual number of the grant that she was given by the NIH. In this paper, she took two bat coronavirus genes, spike genes, and combined them with a SARS-related backbone to create new viruses that are not found in nature. These lab-created viruses were then shown to replicate in humans. These experiments combined genetic information from different coronaviruses that infect animals but not humans to create novel artificial viruses able to infect human cells. Viruses that in nature only infect animals were manipulated in the Wuhan lab to gain the function of infecting humans. This research fits the definition of the research that the NIH said was subject Mm -hmm. to pause in 2014 to 2017, funding on gain of function. But the NIH failed to recognize this, defines it away, and it never came under any scrutiny. Dr. Richard E. Bright, a molecular biologist from Rutgers, described this research in Wuhan as, the Wuhan lab used NIH funding to construct novel chimeric SARS-related coronaviruses able to infect human cells and laboratory animals. This is high-risk research that creates new potential pandemic pathogens, potential pandemic pathogens that exist only in the lab, not in nature. This research matches, these are Dr. Ebright's words, this research matches, indeed epitomizes, the definition of -of gain-of-function research done entirely in Wuhan, for which there was supposed to be a federal pause. Mm -hmm. Dr. Fauci, knowing that it is a crime to lie to Congress, do you wish to retract your statement of May 11th where you claimed that the NIH never funded (laughs) gain-of-function research in Wuhan? No mercy. I never lied. Senator Paul, <laughs> right, I have never lied voice. before the Congress, and I do not retract <laughs> that statement. This paper that you are referring to was judged by qualified staff up and down the chain as not being gain of function. Right there. That is a lie. Mm-hmm. Yep, straight up. Because, like, he can say, it's like, well, the opinions of those that I like. You have said that it's not getting a function. It's like, well, it doesn't matter what the opinions, does it fit within the definition of gain of function? The gain of function 
is that you're like, manipulating viruses to make them more potent function. and make it more transmissible like, among mammals. It's like it's like an artist picking the canvas. We're just kind of like it's not really game. Is it really better? Like is it like you know like it's like he's playing semantic games. Oh, it is. is it's entirely semantic. He game. is totally playing word games, and it's it's just playing with it's just tinkering with words. It's like, well, yeah. I didn't I didn't fund it, but mm -hmm. I gave it to that guy who funded it. Mm -hmm. And it's like, but I didn't fund it. It's like. <laughs> It's the same. Technically, I left the money on a table, and I just kind of walked away. I don't really have any control over who grabs it or who doesn't grab it. Even though the note there saying "help yourself," that yeah, you know, like it's up to him if he wants to take it. Not my fault. Well, like, even even Ben Shapiro was saying it's like, well, if a robber comes up to you and says, "Give me your money," and you give it to him, then it's like, well, he's not technically robbing it to you because he just asked you for money. It's like that's semantic overload like, is what it is. Oh. And what it's exactly what Fauci is doing. He's using semantic overload. And by all reasonable accounts, Fauci should, not just on this case, but on several other cases, Fauci should be spending five, ten years in federal jail. Yeah. Like Fauci was involved in the greatest oh, huckster, so the greatest fraud yeah. in American history. In terms of yeah. like pulling the wool over the eyes of the Americans and saying, okay, mm -hmm. like you need to do this. No, you don't need to do this. You need to do this. No, you don't need to do this. Like I will yeah. control your destiny for my name is Dr. Fauci. <laughs> and in the in the uh, 90s, like he was also responsible. I remember studying this a little bit when I was studying PCR tests. Mm -hmm. I found out that he was also re involved in some very serious Shady like stuff. Uh, problems like things that he did with uh, HIV, HIV yeah. that like he was responsible for some serious deaths in that one too. Yeah, but this guy is this guy has a long track record of like being very skeevy mm -hmm. and very like untrustworthy. But he's like, how do you put it? He's like he's one of those guys that's too big to take down, and he's too beloved by the establishment Always. to really be held accountable. He's there. He's basically he's the like priest. He's like Trudeau, like Trudeau right now. Like it doesn't matter what you throw at him. Like the the guy did like blackface three times, yep. and that's not even enough to get him out. Like in under the left's rules, anybody on the right that like got caught with that, like you would like like you would like look for prison time for that person. Trudeau just like says a nice little apology and he's fine. And this is Where's nice sucks. Part of, this this is exactly what Trump was trying to get rid of in in, um, in government before. He's like yeah. you know he's got to clean the swamp. This is the swamp. Oh yeah, this Fauci is the man is, he is the who has absolutely no. Oh, he's basically the poster boy for the swamp. Yeah, no accountability whatsoever, mm -hmm. and he got busted. And and let's face it, regular people, we're not dumb. We're not stupid people. You can get, you can throw all the semantics at, at us that you want. Yeah, you're basically like I know I I I don't know all of the stuff, but like I know you're guilty. Like yeah. they have they have it on record that you that the, the Dr. She. Um, acknowledge the money that you sent her money when you're not supposed to be sending her money, and then they have on like like you you at, you expect us to think like oh well he says it's not technically gain of research I'm like no you took a virus that couldn't do something before and now it can do something that's a gain of that's that's, that's a gain, gain of, of function, function. by by just... any any idiot yeah. can understand that you're expecting us to be like oh well I guess it's not because he said it isn't it's like no I, in a court of law this would like be 
cool. Any any decent court of law, this would be they'd throw the book at him. They'd be like, you are yeah. using semantics to try and get out and avoid a criminal litigation here. Yeah. But all you're doing is basically disproving that you can spin and spin and spin and try and worm your way out of it. Because Dr. Mm-hmm. Fauci, even though he's a liar, he is a talented politician. He can't do no wrong. And there are enough of his ardent supporters. Like, I've seen plenty of people saying, oh, yes, like, Fauci schooled Rand Paul. I'm like, by getting, like, the <laughs> ultimate semantic overload and yeah. basically just lying his way out of another lie. <laughs> I did not sleep. I have sexual relations with that woman. Exactly. Oh, it's, uh, it's Bill I Clinton. did not, like, you know. It's Bill, Bill Clinton all over again, right? politics. And he's basically yeah. just getting away with it because he is the high priest of leftism. Yeah. Don't forget, too, that he already he already lied and he admitted it. He mm-hmm. lied in the, early in the pandemic, told people, like, you don't need yeah. a mask. Then later on, he's like, oh, I just said that because we wanted to protect the yeah. like the supply of like gas for all that. I'm like, so you basically just admitted that you lied. If you you're willing to lie, if you think that the outcomes, you know, like are good. Yeah. So basically you admitted that you're you're how do we know you're not lying now? Because you're you want to protect the outcomes. Like, oh, it's more important that I stay as director than that I admit that I did this. Like, he, he already has, he already shows this, he has a pattern for lying. And so, like, if you've already lied before and you're, like, proud of it, well, it's more likely that you're going to lie in the future. And so, yeah. again, like, my question with him, was like, you've already lied and you admitted it and you were proud of it. How do we know you're not lying here? Like, yeah. Well, it's like, like, what is lying? It's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. What is lying? Here's your... Here's your prison cell. Enjoy. Yeah. Look at Enjoy. Uh, you defrauded the American people and essentially committed a form of treason by sending thousands of people to their deaths by letting yeah. by kicking them out of their jobs and their livelihoods. Yeah, yeah, but we didn't also we also didn't get to the a part later on. We don't have to watch it, but just so you like if you have if you watch the, the thing later on, oh, Fauci uh, just Rand gets Paul so upset. Like yeah, yeah. He gets so mad. But he like Rand Paul actually like makes the the connection between the virus and like you know the pandemic and like saying mm-hmm. like you know like you may be responsible for a lot of deaths. Now there's no like official link, yeah, there's no but it's definitely link. in the realm of possibility. Oh, yeah. And so you could tell Fauci abandoned oh, he just defending this, and he basically is like, "Oh, this is a red herring. I can roll on. Oh, I'm gonna go with the red yeah. herring. It's You're like, blaming it's like me I can for avoid the virus. This yeah." I it's like, no, I never said that this specific gain of function caused the coronavirus. And he's like, that's what you're saying. And he's like, no, I'm not. Nobody is officially saying that. He's like, you're trying yeah. to, like, twist my words. And he's like, you mm-hmm. don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I just yeah, like they, to do the Dr. Fauci, big, like, Bill Cosby voice, because it's pretty much how I see it. <laughs> It's like when the virus is like a pudding, like, you know, like it's really good. Well, don the mask, sheep. <laughs> it's right. Yeah. I love that that meme that we shared with like the Dr. Fauci as the guy from um, Sounds of the Lambs. It's like oh, it yeah. puts the it puts the needle, needle on the arm or else it gets the, the mask again. It's like, and I was like, yeah, yeah that, that's what they're doing. Yeah, you'll put the needle in your arm and then you'll get the mask again because you'll do what I say, you uh-huh. filthy sheep. Guaranteed. Yeah, yeah, filthy animal. <laughs> but Joe Biden is basically doing the same speaking thing. Speaking of filthy animals, yeah, let's speaking talk about of filthy people animals, referring people. to their subordinates and the people underneath them as filthy animals, let's talk about Joe Biden. Or Neanderthal thinking. <laughs> yeah, Neanderthal style thinking. 
So pay them more. Biden uses stage whisper to tell business how to fix staff shortages. Joe Biden has encouraged businesses to fix staffing shortages with a simple solution, more money. Pay them more, he said in a stage whisper for dramatic effect. This is an employee's bargaining chip now. The business, the they, businesses, are going to have to compete and pay people a decent wage. His statements came during press conferences. The president held the White House on Thursday to address the agreement Democrat and Republican senators reached regarding the infrastructure plan. Biden always asked mm-hmm. his thoughts about businesses coming forward, stating they were unable to convince their employees to come back after losing them during the coronavirus pandemic. Republicans have blamed the federal government's unemployment benefits amid the pandemic as a reason why workers were not returning to their initial posts. When speaking about the employee shortage, Mr. Biden said accelerating wage growth in America was a feature and not a bug of the economy as it moves away from the pandemic. Okay. This is completely devoid of any economic sense. Mm -hmm. Like, the Republicans are right when they say there is the reason for the work shortage and the employment shortage right now is because people are getting paid more to stay home. And there is little to no, unfortunately, there's very little employment scrutiny in some states as far as when and how long they can claim unemployment insurance. And it's very similar to a program they had in the UK quite a few years ago, where it's like, oh yeah, we'll give you $500 a week as long as you submit three resumes a week. And so what people would do is they'd send off resumes for positions they're not qualified for. So you'd have somebody who has a high school diploma and they're like, I want to become a doctor. Mm-hmm. So it's like, well, you know, you're not going to get a call and you just like send it. It's like, yes, I sent my resumes off this week. It's like, no, you, well, you did, but you have no intention of working because you're in, you're entirely focused on living on the government time. And that's unfortunately yeah. what is happening to yeah. most of these people. And the solution is not to well, pay them more. The solution is to make sure that employment insurance and employment benefits for people who got laid off during the coronavirus pandemic end. Yeah. And I, and I think there's, there's not a thing that we should consider, too. I, I was listening to a podcast and they interviewed a man who was who wrote a whole book on on, on what's going on. And he basically talked about something uh, a, a labor shortage that they, they knew this was coming for years. They knew for a long time. In a nutshell, basically what happened is the baby boomers who were driving most of the economic like, you know, uh, uh, you know, activity and growth in America for so many years. Are now all getting to the the age where they're basically like you know getting close to retirement. They already have their money and they're pretty much you know like you know ready to move on. The pandemic only accelerated that to the point where a lot of them don't want to come back. On top of that, people like their their children are nowhere near as ambitious because they grew up with a silver spoon. And so most of them are like you know making part time regular wage. They don't. A lot of the 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 men, particularly in the workforce, are. They're not married. They're not getting married. And so they don't really have that same drive to work full-time hours, get more more work, more hours, all that kind of stuff. This was all known, and this, this was looming. The pandemic basically just exacerbated it. So now you have these college-educated, university-educated like uh, people who really don't have the skills to do high-end work uh, who are opting for part-time work and maybe sometimes opting for not working. And so this all combines all together at the same time um, to basically create this massive labor shortage that the pandemic didn't necessarily create, but it definitely exposed it and it definitely accelerated. So the, the reason I mentioned that is because there are 
this is like economics is complicated. It's very complex. It's very difficult to like some even some of the most uh like brilliant people like even like Ben Shapiro who like you know he knows a lot about economic systems and about like you know uh, economics. Sure. Um, they don't fully even understand everything. Like it's a very complicated thing. And here Biden is giving what is basically a a simplistic answer. It's like a grade one answer. And it doesn't take into account the the immense complexities of the the labor force and yeah. what's going on, and the fact that every state has different challenges based on its population, and even cities have different labor problems than like you know rural areas. Yeah. So it's complex. But Biden is like, oh, just give them more money. It's like the magic solution. It's like, no, that I'm I'm not even sure that would work in some some places and it doesn't take into account the fact that like a business doesn't just have unlimited resources which democrats never seem to understand they just like oh you can't pay people 15 15 dollars an hour ah you don't deserve to be in business it's like like you don't deserve to like you know be in congress if you're making that kind of like yeah. you know assumption well like even so, even a little bit of a yeah. a little bit of a going on from there like they actually asked aoc who has an economics degree they asked her to define capitalism, and she couldn't do it. That's <laughs> like obviously what, didn't pay attention. Like, what do you mean you have an economics degree? You don't understand the first thing about capitalism. You don't understand the first thing about economics. <laughs> Follow-up question, Miss ALC: How many professors did you sleep with in order to get your economics degree? Okay, now we understand. Okay, we get it now. Yeah, free drinks. Like seriously, like you know, like well, and it's like, like, like. So many university programs, like people don't actually get legitimate, like you know, education. They just kind of like you know, cruise through sometimes. So I don't know, depending on what you learned. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like the the state of the education system, the state of the wealth, like all of it is, it's very sad right now. And the fact that the president of the United States offers this simplistic, simplistic of a non-solution. As this big, like, oh, this will solve the problem. You just pay people more money. It's like, <laughs> that's not going to solve anything. That's basically like, the liberal approach. Oh, it is. Always. It's just throw Democrat more money liberal. at the problem. Canada's, Canada's the same. It's like, yeah. oh, this isn't working? Throw more money at it. Throw more money at it. It's just yeah. the always solution. Yeah. And this, but this also shows a great divide between why Trump was so effective and why like Biden, Biden is so ineffective. Well, yeah, why inflation is basically skyrocketing through the roof right now. It's like, well, yeah. how are we going to solve these problems? It's like, are we going to actually address them in a real world way? It's like, no, we'll throw money at them and we'll print more money. more money. And then, of course, if you print more money, then you inevitably cause inflation. This is basically like the uh, a real life reenactment of the more cowbell skit from SNL. It's like, I'm going to need more cowbell. Wow. More. It's like. That always solves everything. Just that always cowbell. solves every problem on Earth. It's more yeah. cowbell. More cowbell. <laughs> yeah. Or, according to this lady from Alabama, the only thing that's the solution to every problem on Earth is more vaccinations. More vaccine! So, this Alabama doctor says COVID-19 patients beg her for the vaccine to be the end of their lives, but it's too late. Huh, so cool. Dr. Brittany Cobia, a physician at Grandview Medical in Birmingham, Alabama, has seen tragedy play out for her again and again. A young person will come oh. into the hospital with a serious COVID-19 infection. They're sick. They're coughing. They can't breathe. They have a fever. All the signs and symptoms of COVID-19. 
The patient reaches out to her. She takes, reaches out their hand to her. She takes it. They beg her for the vaccine, but she can't do anything. Time has run out. The vaccine won't help. If only there was another thing that they could give somebody in, mm-hmm. at this stage in their infection that might help. Yeah, I don't know. It's it's tough, you know. Like if like there clearly can't be anything else. Yeah, and of course she didn't. This wasn't like film. This wasn't official documentation. This is a Facebook post. Hmm. And I'm well, going to say right now. Things that never happened, Alex. Things that never happened. <laughs> Nobody's going to be begging you for the vaccine two minutes before they die. And I'm really doubting that she's seen all these unvaccinated young people dying because the simple fact mm-hmm. is young people aren't that affected by this virus. It'd be like, oh, Not yes, say I saw... Young people don't die. Yeah, no, like... I'm, we're just saying, like, the, the numbers aren't... The numbers really aren't don't there. make sense. Mm-mm. And she's saying, it's like, oh yes, like my hospital is filled with these young people who are dying from coronavirus. It's like, bull yeah. crap. <laughs> that is complete. It's like, it's, like the, it's like the zombie apocalypse. They're literally like spilling out the windows and not the roof. And they're pretty much like, you know, like just bodies piling up. It's like, I'm going to call, I'm going to call bull crap on this. Yeah. <laughs> no. And of course, yeah. like she's just perpetuating this idea and everybody is trying to follow into this myth and this idea that. The Delta variants and SARS-CoV-2 is now the epidemic of the unvaccinated. And it's like, oh, like all these patients are that are dying, they're all from the unvaccinated group. And all the patients that we're getting, they're all unvaccinated. And it's all this and it's all that. And it's like, well, yeah. let's analyze the data. Let's let's mm-hmm. actually look at the data and see what we can come up with. Because there's reports and then there's data. So this yeah. is a... Well- like actually, actually to that, I'm gonna I'm gonna make a very clear point. Something that people know, should know. They've done. They've already done this. This is now a repeat, but in different form. They did this with masks. They told people like, oh, everyone has to wear masks. Everyone has to wear masks. And they said, you see, the masks, the masks are now the thing that are, are are protecting people from passing on the virus. They have no evidence to prove that, but their people believe it. And then they say like, oh, lockdown. See. Lockdowns are the reason why we survived this thing, and it would have been way worse without lockdowns. Some people would say, like, we should just lock down everybody in their houses, like, you know, house arrest kind of thing, in order to do it. And again, no evidence that the yeah. lockdowns are even even well, making like, a dent. Even if we're comparing, in, like, they actually just said, or like I just heard this today, that comparing Sweden and Germany, Germany mm-hmm. had more excess deaths. In 2020 than Sweden did. Mm -hmm. Even though Germany was heavily locked down and Sweden wasn't. Mm -hmm. And it's like, did lockdowns work? Hell no! Mm -hmm. Hey, nobody got time for that. They're totally consistent because, like, you you compare, like, you you compare five countries that locked down, or ten countries that locked down heavily, five of them did, did okay, five of them did terrible. Yeah. And then you do the same thing with, like, countries that have, like, light like maybe lighter lockdowns or like 10 countries and then five of them did, did okay yeah. five of them did terrible it's like it's a perfect example of correlation does not equal causation and right now here's the problem they're all like like doing these mass vaccination programs and what are they like saying and they say this early on they say you see we have less cases because because of the vaccines again correlation not causation yeah. Last year, at the same time, Ontario had, like, I think it was, like, under 3,000 cases and, like, you know, like, small number of deaths. 
this year they had like a fairly similar amount, but they had more cases and more deaths this year. How does that work? Because this is summer, and they never take into account the fact that summer has a massive part to play mm-hmm. in how how infectious and how much death happens. Because more they just say like, outside. oh, but clearly the vaccines. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. And less people are sick. I mean, all this. There's so many factors. Oh, there's so many factors. Yeah, go for it. But let's let's just do a quick analysis. So this, I'm going right to this, so this looks- area that you need. But this is from a report from Public Health England. So this is not some kind of out there site. This is Public Health England. SARS-CoV-2 variant. done by like some oh, kid yeah, in his basement. Tinfoil you know, hatters. Some, so, some kid probably made this up. And this is, of course, on the 25th of June. So this is nearly a month ago now. But let's talk about this stuff. And... Now you got to find your spot. Let's go down a little more. A little more. There it is. A little more. Keep going. No, I got it. I got it. I got it. Moment up. Moment up. There you go. Scroll over. Ah, you got it. So this is... Unfortunately, it's too wide for my screen. Table four, attendance to emergency care and deaths by vaccination status amongst Delta-confirmed cases, sequencing, and genotyping, including all confirmed Delta cases in England, the 1st of February to the 21st of June, 2021. Mm -hmm. So let's look at these numbers. All cases. So there were 92,029 cases of the Delta variant confirmed in England from the 1st of February to the 21st of June. Amongst those, there were 53,000 that were unvaccinated. So, of the the majority of cases were from unvaccinated individuals. Okay. Mm-hmm. Just reading that, you'll be like, oh, look, it's more likely for the unvaccinated to get coronavirus. It's like, well, maybe, mm-hmm. but let's see how they keep, handle keep this. Keep in mind, keep in mind, I, I want to I make sure to add this, but keep in mind, we've already talked about this. Again, we're assuming that these cases are legitimate sick people which we've mm. already covered they're not there's serious problems in the in the case in how they come up with cases because the testing is broken so no this is know, keep not, that in mind I this is look at this this is emergency care stuff or this oh, is well, so still, this is still, okay well no um cases with emergency so there were 2,000 cases that went to emergency from all this so okay, but yeah so these are like 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 hospital visits uh the 2,000 406 were there were 2406 hospital visits okay well like yeah like so that's hospital visits are legitimate like yeah like, you know something's cases. happening to them but ninety two thousand, like you know that's been that means ninety thousand of those cases were people who like you know tested Had a positive flu. well testing well, positive doesn't mean that you're sick. i know i know already that you have covid i'm just saying that for our audience mm-hmm. keep that in mind though like uh, obviously, they're throwing it out, but just, just keep that in mind. Case down, people. Case down. <laughs> okay, go for it. So, doing <laughs> some quick on. math. Some quick math here. So, 92,000 cases, 53,822 were unvaccinated. So, the majority were unvaccinated. That means you have, that means means you you have, have like the vaccinated 38,207 38, who were vaccinated, whether they have one dose or two doses. So, okay. you have a smaller number. That were vaccinated than unvaccinated. Let's see how many people died. So totals. Unvaccinated people from the 52,000. There were 44. That died. Total. Unvac- total. So 38 above mm-hmm. 56. 
below 50. Mm -hmm. Total from the vaccinated group was 50. Two doses. Two doses is 50. One dose is 20. And then unknown is three. So that is 70 deaths compared to 44, even though there are more unvaccinated people. That means in this group, you are more likely, based on pure statistics, you are more likely to die from the Delta variant in England if you've been vaccinated. Mm -hmm. This is not That's a pandemic of the unvaccinated. It's not an epidemic of the unvaccinated. This is all mm -hmm. just masquerading propaganda. Mm -hmm. Like, what these women and what all these doctors and what all these officials and experts are saying is complete and utter rubbish. And they're yeah. trying to say that the vaccine and that vaccine immunity is all this wonderful thing and that the vaccine will protect you from the new variants. Guess what? Mm -hmm. Based on data out of Israel from just four days ago, Israel claims Pfizer COVID vaccine less effective against the Delta variant. Uh, Israeli mm -hmm. officials are warning the Pfizer vaccine is significantly less effective against the Delta variant of the coronavirus, which now accounts for 31% of all cases in the United States. We do not know exactly what yeah. degree, but it is significantly less, said Israeli Prime Minister Naftali Bennett. It's still mm -hmm. apparently keeping people from getting seriously ill in Israel, where 60% of the population has received a jab, but just 1% have become critically ill compared with 4% of the prevax wave of cases. Mm -hmm. And there's something that's really interesting because, like, that's from the New York Post. This is another article from Israel. So, 40% of new COVID patients that they're receiving in Israel are vaccinated, fully vaccinated, compared to just 1% who have been infected previously. So, according to this information from Israel National News, and Israel is something to watch because Israel was one of the first nations to get heavy rates of vaccinations. Coronavirus patients who recovered from the virus were far less likely to become infected during the latest wave of the pandemic than people who were vaccinated against COVID. According to numbers presented to the Israeli Health Ministry, Health Ministry data on the wave of COVID outbreaks first began this May showed that Israelis with immunity from natural infection were far less likely to become infected again in comparison to Israelis who only had immunity via vaccination. More than 7,700 new cases of the virus have been detected against detected during the most recent wave, but just 72 of those cases were reported in people who were known to have been infected previously. That is, of course, less than 1%. Whereas roughly 40% of those cases involve people who have been infected despite being vaccinated. This is yep. completely against the modern narrative. And you can, like, you do some, some studies and everybody is telling you Vaccination immunity is better than natural immunity from the virus. Lies. It's a complete, completely falsified statement, and there is no data to back it up in terms of actual information. Because, of course, you yeah. see lots of people that are getting it after they've been double vaccinated mm -hmm. and they're dying from it. Yep. But you have yeah, not, like, there's like not the one case around the entire globe of somebody who's been reinfected and died. Not one case. Yeah, there was like, there was that one uh, study like we we, we covered a, a couple of weeks ago from the Cleveland Clinic. They basically looked, they basically like concluded that if you already had coronavirus, if you already had like a COVID like you know like infection, 
there's like there there really isn't any real benefit to getting the vaccines what they concluded because they'd looked at the numbers they they tested like what was it like they've tracked like there was like three the like twenty thousand like people from the Cleveland Clinic and they pretty much concluded that there's no actual benefit to getting the vaccine if you've already been infected. Then on top of that, like um, you you look at like uh, like what happened in Texas, like you know this past week, yeah, those Texas senators, like you know who are being total <laughs> buttheads, like decided to like leave and like oh we're so smart, we're so smart, and everyone like like you know praised them, thought they were awesome, and yet then you then you hear stories and like legitimate reports where oh they actually like infected a whole bunch of people in D.C. including including the possibly vice like Kamala Harris is like oh. How about that? And these are people who are fully vaccinated. Okay, so like they they they're they're buying. So that we're being told nonsensical things like ninety nine percent of new COVID cases are from the unvaccinated, and that is not at all what you see in reality. Because right there, if that was true, what happened in that whole issue with like the DC uh, the senators from Texas, that would have been like a one in a million kind of like chance. Yeah. And yet, no, actually, several of them got sick and several people that they came in contact got sick. I'm like, that isn't a one in a million style kind of situation. Obviously, something is wrong. They're manipulating the numbers. But on top of that, like, let's look at like the numbers that you 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 put, you talked about from the uh, the, the England, you know, like yeah. uh, Delta variant kind of thing. That, so so let's look at that. So you have unvaccinated, you have 44 people died and you had like 70 people died from the like from the vaccinated group yeah. but that that isn't even taken into account that the additional numbers that we we may never know of people who got vaccine injuries and people who got vaccine deaths that are not being listed as being connected to the vaccine mm-hmm. but in actuality they were so the number of people who are actually dead and injured from that from that vaccinated group might be actually much bigger whereas if you're unvaccinated like, okay, you may have died from COVID, but the worst case scenario for unvaccinated people is that they didn't get sick, but they definitely didn't get any death or or serious, like, you know, vaccine injuries because they weren't vaccinated. So if you actually, like, look at the numbers, they're probably worse mm-hmm. oh, for yeah. vaccinated. Probably way worse. So worse. altogether, like, this isn't, so the, what I always say to people is, like, they say, like, oh, you're an, are you anti-vax? I'm like, no, I'm pro-safety. Like, that's well, that's my thing. The problem is that everything that they're doing is is absolutely avoiding any chance that we could really uh, promote safety mm-hmm. because they're shutting up anybody who's speaking out about p- potential uh, harms and 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 uh, things like that. They're not allowing anybody to spread like what they call backseat hesitancy. Yep. This is basically nothing more than a witch hunt. Like nobody's allowed to question what we do. Nobody's allowed to question this beautiful, like, wonderful, like, you know, thing that we've given, even though everybody knows that they they got like uh, they they got uh, immunity from li- from from lawsuits from liability. That that was the first thing when I first heard that. I'm like, right Massive there. I'm like, flag. I'm not I'm not touching that stuff. I'm not touching that. Yep. You you basically wanted like no liability. That is huge, huge liability. I'm like, I ain't touching that. No. Nope. I'm like, you know, yeah. Any medicine that you tell me, like, you know, you can't be sued for it. I'm like, no, thank you. Yeah. I ain't trusting you with this kind of, like, this kind of well, medicine. Well, and of course, the, like, consequences so high. these are big, like, not to be like, oh, big pharma, but these are the organizations which <laughs> have had massive lawsuits in the past for covering mm-hmm. stuff up, mm-hmm. for falsifying results, 
and for pushing drugs that had no business doing what they claimed that they were doing. We talked about that a bit last week. To, I think it was $1.3 billion in damages that Pfizer had to pay back in 2009 for falsifying results and for listing yeah. things off-label when they had no function there. Like these are not yeah, companies yeah. that you would normally trust and they're not they cannot be held liable for anything that they do to you. Yeah. And, and the, the thing like you you were talking to your brother about the like the vaccines and like you know and they always bring up like the positives about vaccines. They say like oh look vaccine help with smallpox and they help with polio. I'm like you're right. How many thing how many times in history in the last 100 years have vaccines had serious like harms and danger and 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 cause severe like problems to a lot of people. How many mm -hmm. times have they severely harmed people? And people don't hear about that. Yeah. Like I remember, I, I remember listening to a, a, a medical a bioethicist who who basically had a whole speech, and she went through some of the historical examples, and they were brutal. Like there were some serious, like like residential schools, for example, they tested it and they experimented on children. That was medical yep. experimentation, like, you know, to try to find some things. There's obviously the uh, Tuskegee Tus 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 experiments yep. that they did. Yeah, with, they did. Like, well, you know, I guess with, the Tuskegee uh, experiments, the and then there were the airmen. Yeah. Different groupings. And then there was, but there was also va vaccine trials all over the world. There was vaccine trials in South America that were, like, really, really morally reprehensible. Yep. In India, in Africa, in all over the world, there were, like, serious problems with vaccines. And, and, and uh, people are harmed. People assume that they're doctors, so then they cannot possibly do wrong yeah. and that they cannot possibly, uh, you know, like that, that they are 100% trustworthy. They suddenly like the idea that like, you know, we can't make, it's like, oh, like, you know, everyone makes mistakes suddenly disappears when we're talking about medicine. People think that doctors would never intentionally or, or maybe unintentionally, but like because of some serious, uh, like bending of the rules would never harm people. No. And that's not true. There have been vaccine trials all throughout history where people have been really hurt. Yep. And people don't know that. They're, be, they're, they're not being told that these things happen. And so there's a reason why we have these safeguards. Mm -hmm. There's a reason why these safeguards are in place and yep. we're skipping them. And people are like, oh, well, I'm sure it's fine. It's like, no, there's a reason why we're, we're, they're there. There's a reason why it's problematic when they're skipping them. Yes. And people are just like, well, he told me it's fine, so it must be fine. Yeah. And that's yeah. like that's not to say, like, we want to be very clear. We are not against, as a group, we're not against people taking the generic vaccines which you're beginning. Yeah. Like, these vaccines, they've been modified and edited over years, decades. Yeah. And they've been proven much safer than the COVID vaccine. Mm -hmm. And you can actually yeah. have some measure of liability protection against them if something goes wrong. But they're which... not. The, this, this isn't a vaccine. This is why I hate that they yeah. call it a vaccine. It's a different, completely different thing. This is why I'm concerned, too, because people mm -hmm. believe this is the, they compare with, with the smallpox vaccine. That was a traditional vaccine. This is a totally new thing that they're doing we don't know what this will do to your body yeah we the only well like the only ones which are actually like the astrazeneca and the johnson and johnson vaccine are more traditional but they're not quite yeah. the same as other traditional vaccines yeah 
yeah, they're also doing some weird gene therapies because yeah, they they take like, yeah, we could go into that, but basically they're still not the same as previous mm-hmm. vaccines. So there's a there's a false equivalency being put here, but people don't know about. Yeah. But moving on, that's a lot to talk about. And now we're going to talk about some, <laughs> some some good information, some bad. So it's a bit of a spread, but. Let's start with some good information. Let's start with some good stuff. So let's talk about Eric Clapton. So Eric Clapton is a prominent musician. So he refuses to play venues requiring vaccines for concert goers. So British rock icon Eric Clapton said he will not perform at venues. Uh, Boris Johnson said proof of vaccination must be shown at all clubs and venues from September. He said he will not perform anywhere. There is a discriminated audience present. Present. His announcement came via social media accounts of an outspoken through the vaccine, through the social media accounts of an outspoken anti-vaccine activist. The guitarist felt he felt altar bound to make a statement, which was posted on Wednesday to the accounts of Italian architect and film producer Robin Minotti. In May, he had, he said he had experienced a severe reaction to the Astra. I love how they put like this is the BBC. They said they put severe reaction to AstraZeneca, but his, and they don't even list what his reaction was. His reaction was that he couldn't move his hands for two weeks. If that's not a severe side effect, if that's like, that's meriting a air quotes or a quote, severe Mm -hmm. reaction, then that says a lot about your, the style and the honesty and the integrity of your reporting. Yeah. They're not yeah. even like saying these, what these, happens. Uh, media or... companies don't have editorial bent, you know, in any yeah. way. <laughs> well, yeah, like, yeah. if they were actually being honest, it'd be like, Eric Clapton, by by self-reporting, had said yeah. that he lost the use of his hands for two weeks from taking the AstraZeneca vaccine. If more people heard yeah, that... You can even say he claimed. He claimed. Yeah, you can, yeah. yeah, you can even say he claimed that. Because this is not something that happens normally. You don't usually lose feeling in your hands. You don't usually have, like, have your hands become useless for two weeks yeah. or more from normal everyday living. Lose so it's like, control. oh, and it happened right after taking the AstraZeneca vaccine. Hmm. I wonder why that totally is. Totally unrelated. One had nothing to do with the exactly. other. Exactly. <laughs> and so like, them even intonating or even like hinting that his severe reactions were falsified or not severe is really, really misleading. Mm-hmm. And I'm pre- mm-hmm. like, this is a very good thing. And I'll probably like do some research into his music and be like, Hey, like I'll find a few of his songs and I'll, I'll buy them just because like, this guy needs to be supported because he's going to get mm-hmm. railroaded by the moder- by the mainstream yeah. media. Because they'll be like, oh, he's a vaccine denier and he's trying to get people killed. It's like, mm-hmm. no, he's trying to prevent people from having side effects as bad as his or worse. Well, he's not even trying. He's just basically saying he doesn't agree yeah. with forcing or using coercive measures to force people into to doing know, everyday things. Uh, discrimination. Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. He just doesn't support that. Which mm-hmm. I, I'm like, that's awesome. Oh, it's, it's mm-hmm. completely awesome. I was tempted, like, I have to go to a wedding this weekend, and I was tempted to, like, find a mass and write on it to be like, end medical segregation. <laughs> but that would cause too much of a stir, and it's family, so I'm like, oh, I can't make a stir at my family wedding. Dang <laughs> And if you can't make a stir at family wedding, where, where can, can you, you make a stir? A stir? 
<laughs> I'm the crazy anti-rich lunatic family member. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm known for. I gotta well, live up to the find hype. out how strong our family is. <laughs> yeah. All right. But yeah, and the idea of vaccine passports, like we talked about it, I talked about a little bit about France on Tuesday, but thankfully in Canada, there's a mixed reaction and it's not, it doesn't have the support of parliament yet. So there are some people like those who support and read the CBC say that Canada needs to jumpstart a stalled first dose campaign to avoid a fourth wave. With more virulent virulence and circulation, vaccination numbers need to be higher than originally forecast. Canada know, has gone a little bit like Biden right now. I know, like a little. It's like sleepy Steve today, even though I'm not sleepy today. I need some. I need some ice cream. That's all I need. Well, I, probably once we're done, I'm like Steph wanted me to go get sherbet. So, <laughs> good call. I know it is good call. Some sherbet, it'll be tasty. So, Canada has gone from a vaccine laggard to a world leader in COVID-19 immunizations in just a few months' time, thanks to an ambitious vaccination campaign that has so far blunted the spread of the much more virulent Delta variant. It's called right hostage-taking. It's yeah. called, you don't get yeah, your right, freedoms right back there. unless you take the jab. Yeah, right there, though, they, they made a claim that they don't back up. Yes. They made the claim that the vaccines are directly responsible for stopping... Like you know, vaccine, like you know, like uh, or like the, the virus spreading. It's like that's a claim. I'm gonna call bullcrap on that. Yeah, because it's summer. It's summer. That's the reason, not vaccine. Yeah, we'll see come it's fall. Fun. Yeah, because it's gonna be your typical vaccine. Um, it's gonna be your typical flu season. Suddenly, it's gonna explode. Yeah. yeah so more than seventy nine percent of those eligible for the shot have received at least one dose of COVID nineteen vaccine. While that's a high number, it suggests there are still more than 6 million people over the age of 12 who have chosen to forgo a shot altogether or wait for a later date. Ding, ding, ding. Ding, ding, ding. Ding, ding, ding. Never. <laughs> the number of unvaccinated Canadians is roughly equivalent to everyone living in Calgary, Edmonton, Ottawa, Winnipeg, and Quebec City metropolitan areas combined. Ugh, that's Ooh, so much less people. than I was hoping. I was hoping that it'd be way more. Mm -hmm. Like, I was secretly hoping that Canada would be like, yep, we're going to have, like, 60% vaccination rates. But it looks like it's going to be much higher, and that's truly saddening that so yeah, many so people have bought into that, it. I'm, one thing I'm noticing about this is, like, okay, so people people suddenly have, uh, his, like, medical history amnesia. Okay, the way that... The way that um, Herd immunity has worked in the past, and like uh, for as long as we've known, is you have like some some like you, you basically have to get it to a certain percentage of people that have immunity about against a certain virus, and then maybe a couple of like you know a whole bunch of extra who might have vaccines. You combine those to create herd herd immunity. Herd immunity does not need to be one hundred percent. That is not a thing. You just need to have a certain like a certain number. Uh, which is, I think we're already past that number because right yep. now they're counting vaccines, but they're not even counting natural immunity. Mm -hmm. They're not even, that's not even a factor for them. They don't even consider that a thing. But right now we have both the vaccine and natural immunity combined. We have reached herd immunity. Yep. We are long past herd immunity. We've had that for like ages now, but they're claiming that it doesn't happen. This is why Justin Trudeau 
and like his elk has already announced saying like, oh, we've gotten booster shots for like 20, 2023, like we pretty much already planned ahead for this thing. What they're doing is not scientific. Like the way that the way that pandemics work is you have this massive like, you know, wave where it goes through the entire population. And then, yeah, like a lot of people die, of course, but then it wanes because enough people have now built immunity and a fairly robust immunity that to the point where it doesn't come back. This is what happened in the 1968, uh, I think it was the, the Hong Kong flu, and then there was another one mm-hmm. um, not long after that. No, one, one in the 50s, one in the 60s. There were two major pandemics that hit, and yeah, they, they ravaged through a lot of the population, but then once everyone got immunity, it kind of went, or no, and it it went, went away. away. What they're doing now is they're creating a never-ending pandemic. They're completely manufacturing. And they can do this because they change the definition of what a pandemic is from deaths to cases. And they can artificially manufacture the cases to make people think that this thing is still around and still roaring around. So this is all – when people say this is a hoax, they're like, yes, it's a hoax in its sense that they they are inventing and they're uh-huh. manipulating a whole bunch of things to make people believe that this is still there and this is still killing people like by the truckloads, yep. but this is not true. It doesn't warrant the the measures that they're going to be enacting. So um, that that all being said, these assumptions that they're making about we have to get 100% of the populace vaccinated in order to be like, successful. Open forever. Yeah, and that that that's not even going to happen. Like they they make these promises that like that oh if we get a hundred percent of people vaccinated then then we'll open. It's like no, that's not how it works because they're they're lying to you. Even if we got a hundred percent, they would still not they they they'd still say like in the fall like that oh the Delta variant, which means we have to get another hundred percent of people vaccinated. Well, and Again, now they're already talking they're about the Lambda variants. Yeah, it's, it's like, like all the new Lambda variants is now becoming this big deal because it's now emerging, and it's like. There will uh-huh. always be a new one that emerges. Always. Yeah. Yeah. And, and then on top of that, you have to remember too, a lot of people can't have this vaccine. Even though there's a lot of people choosing not to, there's a lot of people that are that cannot get this vaccine because of all sorts of health issues. And they're they're just like ignoring those wholesale. Yeah. So even if you create this kind of like vaccine passport society. Like there's a there's a huge truckload of people who can't get it mm-hmm. and are going to be like like thrown out of society. We've already seen that they're willing to do that for max people, and that's when like the risk is low with masks. Now you're actually going to be like completely uh, ostracizing an entire group of like people like, who have an actual disability doesn't allow them to have have the vaccine, and you're going to create like a two two systems of society. This yeah. there's a reason why this is like wrong. A huge reason, and and people are just ignoring that. They're just yep. like, oh, I just want to feel safe, so I don't care about you. And you know, this is creating a less caring society, really. Yeah, and that's something we do not want. But thankfully, in Canada, there is strong opposition in most places to vaccine passports, mm-hmm. and that's stopping their implementation across Canada. So, despite Premier Doug Ford and Alberta Premier Jason Kenney often being the most frustrating to their constituents when it comes to lockdown rules seems the magnitude of people's discontent with the draconian public lockdown rules has finally gotten through to them. Both premiers, as well as Saskatchewan Premier Scott Moab, announced that their provinces will not be implementing vaccine passports in order to participate in the local economy. I hope and pray that holds. 
to access the public problems, I know. They promise the same thing about masks. Well, they promise the same thing about masks. They promise the same things about lockdowns. So I don't think they're yeah. going to hold on to it. I really, really hope and pray that I'm wrong. But as I've said to many people, I have not been wrong often. Mm-hmm. So although many supposed conservative politicians have been seemingly absent for the past year and a half when it comes to upholding civil liberties in the Canadian Charter, it seems that now as the polls have shown the unpopularity of modeling leftist governments' disregard for rights and freedoms, those same conservative politicians are trying to buy it all back. Explains why Kenny, despite having some of the harshest lockdown measures in Canada, including multiple jailings of pastors, was the first premier to move on all the restrictions officially lifted. From March of 2020 to today, the UCP has gone from having a diminished but still comfortable lead over the Alberta NDP to now having to play catch-up while the newly elected Wilderose Independence Party is starting to significantly dig into the UCP's conservative voter base. Yeah. yeah. And this In is, May yeah, right to now, they've jumped up double. They've easily doubled. And I think now they've actually gone up uh, to 20%. Pretty close. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, the the thing is like you know like people like this this is something I've said to a lot of people. There's a lot of people who criticize everything from like the the anti-lockdown rallies to the uh, you know like advocating against lockdowns against masks to all these things, right? And yet the problem is people don't realize they they say like you know oh that has no effect. I'm like no, it has a major effect because what lockdown rallies do is they bring together like-minded people to share information, to share connections, to organize. Yep. To assemble and to create, because remember, not the the organizations that exist now that are fighting and and informing people and are like organizing grassroots movements and all that kind of stuff. They they had to they they had to start from scratch when this whole thing started, and that takes time. That takes a lot of effort. That takes a lot of money. A lot of fundraising. And they had and once they got organized, then they had to like inform the public. They had to start campaigns to try to like help people understand. What's really going on? And as these things have got momentum, people have been emailing, uh, they've been calling, they've been like signing petitions, they've been doing all this kind of stuff. And then finally, the UCP is realizing, oh crap, we're, we're going losing to our entire voter base. Hard, yeah. And and even Kenny has been saying like initially he was saying like, oh well, I want a new voter base, but now he's like, oh crap, like if we keep this up, we are not just going to lose, we're going to be annihilated yep. the next election. Because thankfully, like for most conservatives, voting for the NDP is unthinkable. But voting for Wildrose is actually a legitimate like mm-hmm. option. And even for me, even if that voting for Wildrose means the NDP wins, I still feel better about that. Because I, I, I cannot support a government yeah. like that um, well, it that would, is willing to do It would have it a period of time where Alberta would be awful but it would mean essentially it would show that the ucp which tried to go back to the politics of 10 years ago it means that that failed and what people in alberta want is more american style politics and it means that we actually do there's a significant number of albertans which want to leave this country yeah like there is a reason that the alberta independence party has nearly 20% of all of all voter support. And this was I think this was actually a poll done in Edmonton. And now Edmonton is not a bastion of conservatism. Edmonton is a bastion of liberalism. Mm-hmm. And you do these kind of polls. The most liberal study in the Yeah, you do these polls that are in more rural communities 
and you would see these numbers. I would say you'd see like 40% UCP supports and 30% Waldrose independence. Yeah. So, and I, I've already said, and I'm, I'm going to try and hold on to this. If there is another election declared, I will try my darndest to try and run for the Waldrose independence party in my district. Because mm-hmm. my elected MLA does not care whether her people suffer because she wants to toe the party line and she is afraid of any sort of public discourse on the subject. Yeah, they avoid. They, they, they don't even answer the questions. That's the no, they don't. Like even Kenny, Kenny, Shandro, uh, uh, Casey, they came down to Alberta. They came down here to Calgary, held a whole bunch of things, started to stampede. And, they and it was brutal. Like they did not answer but they didn't even like take the chance like if if kenny showed up and he was like you know what i'm gonna devote a day and people could die and i'm I'm willing to have like reasonable discourse with people i'm willing to have conversations conversations with people about this stuff as long as they're respectful as long as they're willing to like you know like not just shouting matches not just like you know like condemnations but actually conversations Mm -hmm. i i would respect that i would actually be like you know what I don't agree with you, but I respect the fact that you're at least at least going to be transparent and honest, at least. But he didn't even do that. Even people came up, they, they just avoided it. It was just like this show. It was such a sham. It was brutal. Yeah. So that's that. That's the thing. But again, the big takeaway that I like to say is that public pushback works. And this is... The, the, like people say, like people say, we we would have opened no matter what. No, I disagree with that. I think if I think if we had pushback and people had just kind of gone along with it and there was absolutely no negative outcomes for the government, we would be shut down right now. Mm-hmm. I I genuinely do believe that that oh, would yeah. happen. It would be another reason the UCP change is because they're losing support. They're going to lose the next election. Yep. It's a popularity contest. Yeah, politics only respond to 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 voting patterns. Yeah, so this is why this works. It is why this works. So the people that the people that are free that all comply, you're welcome. You are welcome. So just a quick note, Danny. <laughs> I might want to like disconnect yeah. and plug your mic back in because you're having some feedback issues. My yeah, mic? just like plug, take it out and plug it back in just for a second, and just reset okay. it, and then you should be fine. But while he does that, I'm going to go over. So this is a Facebook post. From, so this is from David Fisman, and David Fisman is an advisor in Ontario for COVID policy. He is also a professor at the University of Toronto, I think. But this is, so this is what he's publicly saying. This is what he's publicly saying. He's an epidemiologist. I cannot imagine that we're going to let a small and unreasonable minority hold back our economy and trash our healthcare system this fall. Vaccine passports now. And then the second thing that he said was time for the anti-vaxxers to stay home. The rest of us deserves to get our lives back. Okay, then. What? Like, you, you're just failing to realize us people who do not take the vaccine, we are not the ones holding the vaccine. We're not the one holding the economy back. We are the ones who, co- who basically collapsed small businesses in Ontario and across the country, that's people like you. That's advisors who said, oh, yes, we need to crash small businesses, but we need to leave 
gambling halls open. We need to make sure that we can still buy weed, but we can't go to church. That's people like you. Yeah. It's not people who didn't take the vaccine. It's establishment bureaucrats who think nothing of other people. Yeah. And vaccine passports, as we stated earlier, vaccine passports have immense problems that will be linked to them. And even from a biblical notion, to deny the connection. Like, I'm not saying that there is a direct link, but to deny that there is a, even a moderate or a mild connection to the mark of the beast is being ignorant. Like, the sheer number of things that are like, oh, you can't go to the grocery store. You can't buy basic goods if you don't have this vaccine. It's like, really? Where have I heard that before? And then now they're saying, okay, well, vaccine passports that you get in a card form aren't good enough because you can fake them. You can fabricate them. So it's like, oh, we'll make it into an app. And it's like, well, an app might work, might not work because you get like sideload or stuff like that. And it's like, oh, well, well, then we'll just imprint it on your skin. Yeah. All of this is based on, 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 on a complete like collection of lies misinformation like they always talk about this lies misinformation all this kind of stuff they never ever admit their own misinformation no like all the all the things that they're lying about all the things that they're they're making up they're just trying to convince people that there's only one way but the thing is like here let me let me put it this way i i back when like you know before this whole pandemic you know like you know so-called so-called pandemic uh started like i was still against the idea of forcing or punishing people who wouldn't vaccinate their children as much as like you know, like you know, like so, like back, 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 back. Oh, I don't want to vaccinate my kid. Uh, you know, for for all sorts of frivolous reasons and all that. I'm like, I didn't agree. I didn't like the idea that they weren't vaccinating them. And maybe some of their rationale was based on some you know crazy ideas and all that. Like maybe that was the case. Maybe it wasn't. But to be honest, like I was like, I still think that people have the right to choose what they what what they receive in their bodies like i i actually got in trouble with some people because i when i when i heard like i i talked about the idea of jehovah's witnesses that they refuse to get blood transfusions even though they they might save their lives in their religious practice that's their thing and i'm like i don't like it i think it's terrible i think that they're basically like you know i I think they're following a complete lie yeah yes they are but i i still don't disagree that no i I defend their right to do it because like it's not like you, I don't get to pick and choose which religious freedoms I I think are are worth preserving, which ones aren't. I don't get to be like, oh, you know what, Sikhs, you know, like they have to wear uh, a bike helmet, you know, like in order to ride a bicycle. I'm like, no, I get it. They they their religious practice requires them to wear a turban. No. They can't wear something over that turban. I get that, and that isn't a slippery slope. That's if you're a Sikh, if you want to become Sikh, just so you can like game the system according to you that's you know go for it but that's actually like it's like religious practice legitimate uh, religious practice that they, they they didn't just make it up just so they can avoid wearing helmets in the same way i don't believe that people should be forced to wear to to uh to do something and on, and on top of that they shouldn't be coerced and one of the things that is that is in the like Nuremberg, like you know like protections and all that kind of stuff you can't be coerced into taking something and right now being coerced, like people are being coerced by being punished if they don't do it. There's something very suspicious, and I, I will I will say this so much. It's extremely suspicious when people are so adamant that you have to 
You have to. You have to. I don't care what you believe. You have to get this thing. It is extremely suspicious when a government is is so almost like they're salivating at the possibility that people have to get this. And here's the worst part: a lot of a lot of the politicians believe that, like, oh, oh, it's almost like a cult. They they basically have to send people to your house and convince you and even tell you that they're willing to even like lie to you, lie to your face about the vaccine in order to try to like get get you get you hesitancy of getting this. This is basically like a cult. They're sending out like 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 uh, missionaries to yep. your house to try to coerce you into getting this. this well, that's exactly what Biden's is trying to do. The opposite of herd Yeah, this is the opposite of herd herd immunity. Like we've already like even even if you assume that herd immunity is through vaccines, you don't need a hundred percent to get herd immunity. People are just ignoring science now. Yeah, like you don't need it anymore, and, and yet people are like assuming that only 100% will, will save us, but that's not true. Mm-hmm. But I thought, but considering people are still out in the streets wearing their masks, considering that people get vaccinated and they still don't feel safe, I mean, you can tell. People don't, like the science doesn't matter to them. It's just basically the messaging is all that matters. Mm-hmm. They're just being told what the thing can do, yeah. and that's what they do. And it's really sad. It is exactly Because you sad. think people saw this. No, people are are. This is this is basically like a cult, and I I I've learned about I've learned about I I was studying the Mormon Church again this past week. This is what they do. They tell you that they try to talk you out of it. They're lying to you, and they're they don't have the truth. And mm-hmm. only we can tell you what's true and isn't. Only we like can we trust it with the truth. So don't have, don't even think about googling about anything that you hear about Mormonism. And especially you, don't duck duck go it. Oh, definitely <laughs> don't. That's bad. Bad stuff. But yeah, it's, really it's a cult. This is why we call it the COVID cult. Because mm-hmm. it, it shares similarities and patterns with cults. Yep. Indeed it does. Indeed it does. So, so that was yeah. that was a fun episode. It was very different than our usual stuff because, of course, we had like two fairly major stories which we wanted to go over and two fairly major things which we wanted to talk about. And we've been bottling up a lot of stuff about vaccines and vaccine passports and all that sort of stuff for a long time. So let's Uh, do it. But if you have been keeping up with us until this point, thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. And, of course, if you were on Facebook, give us a like, give us a share, a comment, and a subscribe. And, of course, give us a review to let us know how we're doing in any ways we can improve. You're following us on TikTok, YouTube, or BitChute, then of course comment, see how we're doing, and then subscribe or follow and tell us how you feel about the show. Like sometimes we get fairly interesting feedback, and we like that. And then of course, if you're listening on any of our podcast platforms, share this with your friends and download our content. And if you feel like supporting us financially, then you can contact us directly and. <laughs> I will give you our go get funding link. So, yeah, like I, I, I tend to listen to the show, especially when I miss it. I like to listen on Spotify. It's a great, it's a great way, way to like, like you know, it's it's designed basically to be what you actually listen to. Yeah. So, yeah. Either way, I, I definitely recommend like you listen to an, a, a podcast form because you're gonna get all the information, mm-hmm. whether or not you see like the, yeah. the link. The, the and of course, if you doubt any of the information which we have, we always have our link directly in the descriptions, so you can read any of the articles that you want for yourself. So that's yeah. gonna be the end of today's show. 
Uh, as I've stated several times before, next Tuesday will be the last show that we have, or to be next Tuesday show. There will not be a Thursday show. There will not be a t Tuesday show, but there will be a Thursday show two weeks from now. So we'll be missing two episodes because I will be away on holiday, and Danny does. Danny knows how to do Apple Video. I do. <laughs> But that's not, not enough. The same, yeah. I do can. So, but um, yeah. So I was thinking, like Stephen, for the next uh, show, like for the next um, the when note, I get back, yeah. Two things, yeah. When you get back, we could do either lockdowns, which we have to address, though. We do, or yep. we could do uh, a combo, like and the combo would be asymptomatic spread and natural immunity, the two things that they're not taught, but because those are basically. The, the basis for all the all the things mm -hmm. from lockdowns to to um, yeah. mass mandates to everything else. The idea that the people who aren't showing symptoms are are, are responsible for all the evil in the world. Yeah, basically. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'll talk to you. I would probably say the first one would be mm -hmm. on lockdowns because that's of course going to be something which a lot of people disagree on, and mm -hmm. we'll go from there. So. Okay. I will see you. We'll see you all on Tuesday, and I hope you all have a great weekend. And as always, here are the half blind tacklers. We may be blind, but we can still see the truth. Have a great weekend, everybody. Amen. God bless.